0: the exploration of the quality of forgiveness it's a complementary quality to the metta all of these things, the metta, the mindfulness, the forgiveness, the compassion the joy, the equanimity they all interweave together at some point we know this Uh, Really, in some ways, the art of the Brahma-Vihara meditation is trusting our own inner wisdom of what is the flavor now. And a lot of times we don't even need to be in charge of that process. It's just wisdom expressing itself through the awakening heart in all of its flavors. So this forgiveness about the possibility of dropping the burden, of putting it down and of course forgiveness is a verb in terms of practice right so sometimes we put it down and then we pick it back up whatever the load was and then we put it back down again and that's not condoning any unskillful actions it's just saying That the areas of our being, when they're locked down tight, influence everything else. Influence everything else in our being and into our interrelatedness. But we really have to respect that it doesn't all open at once. It's an unfolding. So one of my favorite non-traditional metta phrases is this. May I trust in the unfolding. May I trust in the unfolding. I say it all the time, moving through the world, as well as in formal practice. In our progression of filling the reservoir of this friendliness and well-wishing, so that it starts to overflow and overflow and overflow, Mm. Just thinking about the reservoirs here in California, how much they need to do that right now. We continue to expand the circle of well-wishing to include more and more of these archetypal muses or categories. And so we've been exploring the cultivation and fruition of this metta with ourselves, with the benefactor, with a good friend. And now we can consider the possibility of making kind of a leap in the practice from these archetypal categories of those that we hold personally dear, um, whether we personally know them or not, there's a personal sense of dearness there. To those that we might not hold so personally dear, but could we hold more universally dear? So the next muse is uh, traditionally called the neutral person. And at the Metta Retreat that Donald and I teach here, uh, we've retranslated that into the familiar stranger. Just a little bit more descriptive than neutral person. Is there anybody that's truly neutral? Those of you that have been here for a month, you already know that your neutral person you chose last month isn't quite neutral in the same way, right? So familiar stranger. So it means somebody in our wider circle of acquaintance who we don't know so well. Uh, We don't know their whole life story. We may not even know their name. So sometimes we'll choose somebody here on retreat that uh, we haven't yet either fallen in love with or developed a huge aversion towards. We have labels for those on these retreats too. We call them the Vipassana romances and the Vipassana vendettas. Uh, It's nice to have mental notes for everything, so why not that? But there are many of those that are really just moving around in space with us. There's a certain sense of familiarity, you know, same set of shoes, same walk. Uh, We don't really know them. You could choose someone like that. Sometimes if we work in a, a large uh, organization or something can choose somebody that we don't know so well at work. Sometimes we'll choose somebody in our wider community where you know, it's a regular place that we go in our lives and there's somebody there that we're just aware of. We see them, but we don't really know them. And this is a place we can actually cultivate goodwill on an active level towards those that we see, but maybe not all the way. And just like with the first categories or muses, we choose one to stand in for all. So we were choosing one benefactor to stand in for everybody that has supported us in some small, obvious or not so obvious way. We chose one friend to stand in for all friends that we've ever had and will ever have. And the reason that we do this is actually to support the collecting of the attention around the quality of the metta and to gain some traction and momentum with the concentration. Because as much as we may have loved sending loving kindness to our benefactor or our good friend or ourself as objects in the end I'm sorry to say it's not so much about the object That's why I call them muses. They're actually like that which inspires something that's already here. This kindness, this friendliness, already here. And here's the muse that's the inspiration for that in the moment. So you may already have somebody in mind for this familiar stranger or you'll just trust that someone will come to mind when we get to that point in the practice. I also really want to extend the invitation that if the forgiveness practice is extremely timely for you right now, that you actually spend most of the time that we're practicing here just with that flavor in, uh, in the ways that are unfolding for you. And for others of us who uh, feel willing and available to explore these categories one at a time, we might begin with ourselves. And if even the idea of beginning with yourself raises the degree of difficulty too high, choose either a benefactor or a good friend to begin with. So again, we might put a hand on the heart. We might bring a small smile to the corners of the lips. Just kind of uplifts the body, uplifts the mind. And we're calling forward perhaps an image of who we're sending to. Or if you're more somatic, the feeling. How do you feel somatically if this one entered the hall? or how do you feel in your own skin in a moment of well-being? just breathing in the image or the felt sense and allowing your own wishes of metta to come to you, creating space for them to arise just very different than becoming the meta manufacturing machine pumping out phrases. And now, keeping the phrases of metta or the radiation of metta continuous, we might choose to switch muses to yet another muse that's in more of the near and dear circle, whether it's yourself, a benefactor, or a good friend. And again, taking that moment to orient and ground in the image or how you'd feel in your body if they were actually to walk in and sit down before you. Radiating that metta or the phrases with them as your muse. And now, we will invite yet this next muse into the foreground of attention. This muse of the familiar stranger. And so, it can be quite helpful for some of us to really engage these tools of either the visualization of them, or just a kind of sense of how you feel when you're around this one. You don't know so personally well. And if you're a visualizing type with any of these muses, it can be really helpful to be quite precise in the visualization. What is their countenance? What is the look in their eye? How do they carry their body? What do they usually wear? Or their style? But especially with this familiar stranger, a lot of us are supported by taking a moment of simple, universal reflection. Either before or as we start extending the very same phrases towards this one. And the reflection is an understanding that even though we don't know this one so well, like us, they have an entire life. They have hopes and they have fears. They have dreams. They have cycles of health and illness. They're aging every day just like us. They have those they hold dear and probably someone or several someones they have difficulty with. They're living a life just like us. And so could we extend the generosity of the same spirit of friendliness towards them? the closing practice of this period will re-incline this metta back towards ourselves and it might be in the expression of the phrases it might be more of an expression of this metta mindfulness returning to the breath as it moves in and out of this space of heart and bring in an open, warm, friendly attention to whatever sensations or moods are present here now.